plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, it's party time. Hello, Power Partners. This is our informational playground. Welcome, welcome. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am always excited here coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive meaningful discussions and conversations. My goal is always to help you know that you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life, and that if you can dream it, you can definitely do it. So the miracle moment for today is from Benjamin Jowett. Never retreat, never explain, get it done, and let them howl. And I I love that. I just think that's a pretty fun thing. <laughs> just, in other words, you know, just do it. I think Nike had it right many, many years ago. Well, um, the Pear Festival is coming up for Be The Star You Are, and we are also looking to uh, to finance other outreach programs for the charity. So please consider making a donation. Go to be the star you are dot org. You can uh, make a donation of any amount right there at, um, at uh, you know, on the site. You just click donate and it'll take you to PayPal or you can always send a check. But every little bit is really appreciated. So thank you so much. Well, I know you're probably saying don't blabber on so much about Be The Star You Are Charity, but I can't help it. We are in our 20th year. Yes, yes, this tiny, mighty um, it's a nonprofit has survived 20 years. In fact, in just one month, what's going to happen is um, that we are going to be celebrating on September 9th our 20th anniversary. So we're very excited um, about that. Again, visit org. Now, what's our show today is... How would you like to live longer? Would you like to live to 100 or more? Some people say no because they don't think their friends will be there. But assuming that you'd have friends and family, aside from having a fatal accident, there are steps that everyone can take to increase longevity. There are blue zone studies across the world that indicate that the common denominator with those who live long, fun-filled lives are fun-filled lives. So we're going to uncover some of the threads to vitality and health. And then in our third um, segment, we'll talk about scams. On 
unfortunately, we all think that we're too smart to be scammed or hacked. And I think it's time to rethink this confidence. I mean, as ridiculous as many scams probably sound, the hackers are growing so increasingly bold and deceptive and determined. And you can find out what you can do to protect yourself. Uh, My advice is always don't talk, don't click, don't call the numbers on your screen. And we'll give you some more information uh, about the fraudulent activities that could affect you. And I actually if you remember one thing, it's sometimes you might type in the wrong URL and then it's all over. You end up on a scam site or worse, they've already attacked you. So what we're going to talk about now is what is being known as leisure. What is leisure? It is that combination of leisure time and business. It is actually a new word. If you are traveling for business or you're traveling for leisure, sometimes you're traveling for both. And that idea of merging business and leisure on the same trip. It's one of the hottest trends in travel today, so much so that it has spawned this new term called leisure. Now, I can tell you from uh, in my own personal experience, and many of you already know this because I've talked about it here on, uh, on Star Style, Be the Star You Are before, is for oh, 12 years or more, I was an enrichment and destination lecturer and considered the celebrity lecturer on cruise ships that traveled around the world. And in the beginning, this sounded like just um, an amazing opportunity and lots of fun because here I would get to travel, you know, on uh, on a beautiful cruise line, take a guest with me, a member of my family, and then I would give lectures. But it soon became obvious that being a celebrity lecturer on a cruise ship meant that I had to be on literally, I don't want to say 24-7 because I did get to sleep, but I had to be, as long as I was outside of my stateroom, I had to be on. So, It was always leisure for my guests, but it was business for me. And so after a while, I realized I didn't like combining this business and leisure. I wanted to separate them. But according to data from SAP Concours, which is a travel and expense management company, the number of leisure trips where travelers tack on a day or two for leisure on either end of a business trip increased 20% from 2016 to 2017. And this trend, like so many out there, is being driven by millennials. Now, in theory, it seems like there's nothing wrong with that concept. Just as I said, I thought in theory, it would just be great to be combining, um, you know, my traveling with work and pleasure, and especially if it's encouraging people to use vacation time. But then for me, I started realizing that, wow, I really never had a vacation in 12 years. (laughs) It was always work because there wasn't much downtime. So what does it work for you in practice? I mean, can you, if you are traveling or if you are, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, can you really on plug? Can you resist that impulse to check in with the office, especially, you know, on what might have started as a work trip? Um, 
and then evolves into a leisure trip. In short, can you set clear boundaries for yourself? Most people cannot. Uh, what happens is that we really cannot unplug. And 27% not only fail to unplug, but they check in several times a day with the office. So if you are reading your work email while getting a massage, you are definitely defeating the purpose of both. If you're not relaxing and you're really not working. So, you know, we have to kind of sometimes think about what is the right way. Can we really mix our professional and personal lives? Is it better to let them be separate or do you want them to overlap? And it really is up to you to maximize your travel days and your off days so that you can recuperate. And um, it's hard, especially hard if you're an entrepreneur as I am. Now, the boundaries between business and leisure are already in shambles. According to a recent study by the United States Travel Association Project, it was a project called Time Off, 52% of American workers have unused vacation time. That's a lot. And respondents who cited work concerns were least likely to take time off. And the reasons were they were fearful of looking replaceable. They had concern over managing their workload. Or they had that feeling that they had nobody to cover for them. And so this happens in all businesses and all walks of life, whether you're an employer, an employee, an entrepreneur, you know, however it, it is, because we all start feeling those things. But the reality is we really do need to take time off. We need re- time to jumpstart our, our insides, get our wellness in check. We need downtime. We need to rest, recuperate, have some fun and not have all these, you know, timelines, deadlines. I hate the word deadline, so I call them timelines. But have all, you know, all these projects on our mind. So w- workers worldwide have to learn to unplug more than ever because we are in the midst of this global epidemic of stress and burnout. And it is really fueled by antiquated and downright wrong ideas about the importance of work, work, work. We are not being lazy when we take a break. And I'm seeing this with the young people that I work with at Be The Star You Are, a lot of the teenagers and even young kids that I will coach on how stressed out they are. They have just so much schoolwork and then they have so many things that are depending on them. You know, they want to get into the best college. They want to... They want to make their parents proud. They want to get in to have AP classes. They have all these extracurriculars. There's just unbelievable amount of stress out there. But it is possible uh, for us to take that downtime. And the, the problem seems to be that we have so many devices that we have to work like all the time. So um, that's, a, that's a tough one. The, the result is, is that too many people equate downtime with that wasted time, and we're not, being, we're not being lazy. It's because work and rest are so deeply connected that we need to be deliberate about separating the two. So studies show that the way to be better at our job 
is to be better at, guess what? Taking time off and getting away from it. Reconnect with yourself, with family, with friends. And as we've come to realize the ways we'd like to use technology, they're different than the way we actually do use technology. I mean, ask yourself or ask a friend, you know, how many times they check their phone every day? How many times do they check their email? Now, if your job requires you to be online all day long, that's a different thing. But most people have their cell phones there, you know, next to them um, while they're working. And even if it's on mute, they might be, you know, the, um, what do you call it, just might be coming in on a constant basis, the, the, the texts, the phone calls, all of that. So uh, we really need to learn how to disconnect. And what I like to do is literally just turn everything off from time to time. And I guess we could put, you know, that's what autoresponders for, put autorespond on and just say you're, you're taking a me day and hopefully people will understand that. Hopefully millennials can blaze this trail and uh, learn how to have leisure, have pleasure, maybe combine it, but to do it in a healthy way. Because uh, we really, the interesting thing about millennials that we're finding is they're the least likely to use their vacation time. And they're also the most likely to um, suffer from vacation shaming where guilt and or pressure from colleagues or or supervisors keeps them from taking their deserved, you know, uh, personal time off. Now, the line between work and rest is a lot easier to draw when you're at the airport before you leave rather than in the middle of the trip. And you can't achieve the kind of separation you need to truly unplug without physically separating from your devices. But to do it, it means, you know, you have to be really deliberate about establishing expectations and boundaries. So let your colleagues know exactly when the business um, time is ending and exactly when your leisure time is beginning. So don't be afraid to set up these boundaries, you know, and say, okay, I will be um, available at the airport before I leave, but once I get on that plane, you know, my vacation starts and I'm not going to reconnect. Or if you really need to, you know, connect once a day or something like that, Hopefully, uh, it, that can work out for you. I have a friend that hadn't taken a vacation in, I think it was about two years, finally got some time off, went to the Caribbean. Literally, her plane landed. She picked up her phone, and her boss said there was a big deal that needed to close, and she had to come right back. And fortunately for her, she negotiated something before she turned around and came right back. That, and the, that negotiation, um, you know, was probably, it, it was ended up to be good for her. She demanded that she would have first class tickets and that he would pay um, for a complete uh, vacation for her, 100% a paid vacation <laughs> um, for a number of days, and he would pick up the tab. And so, you know, it worked out. But the fact that she literally flew from California to the Caribbean, which is no easy uh, flight, and then literally at the airport turned around and came back, that on her vacation days off, 
that was troubling. So in any case, get back to set up that out out of office auto responder that covers for you in advance, you know, hopefully put somebody else in charge. Otherwise, just say that, you know, whatever it is, it's going to have to wait until you get back. So the old rules of taking a vacation actually still apply, right? Clear communication, advanced planning, and that will keep you away from burnout, which is just death to us as a person and also to our businesses. So instead of becoming just another burned out worker, let's take a vacation and let's not always have leisure. (laughs) Let's keep the business and the leisure separated. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be back in just a bit. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. We're back, and this segment is definitely powerful because... If you are wanting to live longer, I have a few really good uh, tips for you, and I have really good research that you might have read before, but it's always good to hear it again, because more people are living well into their 90s. I know several people right now who are 95, 96, and this is from the great generation. So look at how if you are a millennial or a Gen uh, Gen Xer or even a boomer, your chances of living longer are great. And they surp- a lot of people are surpassing their 100th birthday. So scientists and researchers are studying what is it that these people are doing or not doing to live these long, productive, healthy lives. 
So what this research is showing is that during the 30-year period from 1980 to 2010, the number of centenarians, and centenarians would be people who reach 100 or older, grew by almost 66%. Now think about that. That is really interesting because in the year 1900, so that would have been 80 years before 1980, you know, people were only living to around 40 or 45. And now 80 years later, they are living to 100 or more. So it's more than doubled. So the U.S. Uh, census report estimates that of, as of July 2015, there were 76,943 centenarians right here in America. Now, the National Institute of Health, we call it NIH, reports that people born in the United States today can expect to live to about the age of 79, which is a full 25 years longer than those born uh, several years ago. Now, if you're wondering what you can do to extend your life, but you don't like the idea of drastically changing your lifestyle and your diet, you are in luck because there's we have a lot of um, role models that we can follow. You can ease yourself into many of the lifestyles, the diets, the exercise habits of the world's longest living people. And that is if you aren't already doing these easy to live with choices. And of course, we don't want to get hit by a bus. So take a look at these habits of people who are enjoying these long lives. And let's all learn how to incorporate some of these um, activities into our daily life so that we can boost our chances of increasing our longevity. So the first one is drink a little and then take your time with meals. National Geographic fellow and journalist uh, Dan Butner, he's carried out extensive research on the dietary and lifestyle choices in the Blue Zones. Now, the Blue Zones are parts of the world that are identified by scientists as having unusually long-living inhabitants. Uh, you've probably read about um, Okinawa, Japan, but there are four other Blue Zones besides Okinawa, Japan. One is Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria in Greece, the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, and we actually have one in California. It's Loma Linda, California. Now, the research uncovered the fact that one of the noticeable traits of most of the Blue Zone inhabitants is that they really enjoy life, including drinking wine in moderation, and they relax over long meals. For example, the long-living residents of Sardinia, and that's in Italy, and Icaria, which are in, is in Greece, they enjoy a small glass of wine on a daily basis. They also take a very long time to eat their main meal of the day, and they enjoy it with family and friends. I am Italian, and if you've ever been around an Italian family that are enjoying their meal, you know that it's a two or three hour thing. And so it depends where you are. So a lot of times if you are in Europe, it might be in the afternoon. 
Uh, but very often it will be in the evening. But the most important thing of it, it's not rushed. It's not eating a meal in your car. It's not eating it standing up. It's enjoying several family-style courses while you're all talking and using your hands and yelling and all the different things. But you're with people, and you really do enjoy it. Nobody's reading the paper. Nobody's watching television. You're actually talking to each other. Now, earlier this year, researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine found evidence that the caffeine present in coffee or tea actually correlates to reduced inflammation as we age, contributing to a coffee or tea drinker's longevity. So enjoying a small glass of wine with a very leisurely family meal and following it up with a small cup of coffee or a a cup of tea on a regular basis could help you live longer. And we've already know that drinking tea, especially green teas, is healthy for you. So that is, um, that's something to think about is drink more tea. And of course, we have to drink a lot of water. The next one is eat bread, meat and desserts, but only eat them sometimes. Don't eat them all the time. Now, it's no surprise that people with longer than average lifetimes, they eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You've probably heard about that Mediterranean diet. But you may not know that many of them also stay away from eating bread, meat and desserts. Now, An interesting thing is I had a meeting last night with a genius, literally he's a genius, with a friend of mine who who is a big supporter of uh, Be the Star You Are. I call him Dan the Man. He's a first class man. But he has actually found research uh, along with another doctor who's been on our show um, before, indicating that meat and fat are actually good for you. So, you know, this is something we had a big discussion about this last night, but um, I, I think that we all have to come to our own conclusions. But a lot of the research is saying that, you know, a religious occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, along with, you know, special dessert dishes are common in countries where people live the longest. Yet researchers have discovered that blue zone inhabitants have only a small portion of these dishes and don't focus on them as the main part of the meal. So in Okinawa, the diet is very heavy on vegetables and rice, and it includes small amounts of meat stir-fried into the main dish, providing protein but low calories. In Loma Linda, California, the home of the long-living Seventh-day Adventist community, where inhabitants live about 10 years longer than the average American, the population avoids meat completely. However, they do enjoy a lot of whole grains, which is a common food among the five blue zone communities. But another part of research, so this is why you have to make your own determinations of what is true and what isn't true, is that the idea of eating lots of vegetables actually came from research that was from Seventh-day Adventist community. And so they don't eat meat. And so there is... There is contrary research out there. Uh, There is research that will indicate that if we need the fats that provide the flavors, 
for us that provides actually the meat provides the fuel for our bodies. But then there are the communities like um, in Loma Linda that really are stressing more vegetables. The third thing, though, is really to prioritize being active over going to the gym. So living longer in good health requires regular physical activity. And that doesn't mean you got to start a marathon. And it doesn't mean you have to become a gym rat. The NIH believes that if you want to live longer, you should just prioritize staying active. So exercise is especially important for lengthening your active life expectancy, which means life without disease and without physical and mental thinking disability. And that does not mean hitting the gym. Indeed, interviews with individuals have lived to 100 or older reveal that most of them never even went to the gym. They, it wasn't even on their radar. Instead, their daily routine would include walking, gardening, swimming, um, you know, tai chi. Those kind of things sound doable, right? So if you want to live longer, you don't have to, um, to start doing heavy, heavy weights or any of that. You can replace your strenuous weightlifting and uh, cardio routines with walking, you know, just working outside, bicycling, swimming, or other gentle physical activities. As long as you get in a 30-minute brisk walk daily or, you know, an hour and a half of exercise. Now, there are four different types of exercise that are actually really important for the body. And again, none of these have to be at the gym. So the first one is aerobic, which is an endurance exercise. They are also known as as cardio. And what it does is it increases your breathing and your heart rate. So aerobic refers to the use of oxygen to meet energy demands during exercise. And this type of exercise keeps your lungs, your heart, your circulatory system healthy. And some benefits of aerobic exercise are improving overall fitness, reducing the risk of stroke, heart disease, and diabetes, which are all things that, you know, so many of us get. And it also helps you build your endurance. So in general, aerobic exercises are performed at a very moderate level of intensity over a relatively long period of time. And the examples are brisk walking, jogging, biking, swimming, dancing, climbing the stairs, gardening, playing tennis, playing basketball, you know, those kind of things. So aerobic exercise differs from anaerobic exercise, which is actually strength uh, training in the intensity and duration of the muscular contractions that are involved and by how much energy is generated within the muscle. So anaerobic exercise is ideal for promoting strength, for speed, for power, increasing your muscle mass. And unlike aerobic exercises, um, which are performed for longer period of times, anaerobic are done for very short duration. So what are some strength exercises that you could do which will strengthen your joints, your bone density, and it also builds good posture. And it helps you perform like everyday activities like climbing stairs, carrying groceries, activities that require lifting. And um, you can use some free weights if you want, dumbbells. You can use go to, use a resistant machine or resistant bands. But you can also do simple things like 
um, carrying your groceries, carrying bottles of water, doing, you know, if you like, if you're are watch, sitting watching television, for example, you can um, put water into jugs and lift them and keep get do your arms. The next one is called flexibility exercises, and these are gentle and simple, and it helps you maintain a wide range of motion. And most people don't pay too much attention to them because they don't see this as exercise, but reality, flexibility provides a lot of benefits, and so it's why you need to include them in your fitness uh, regime. So it can increase your range of motion, obviously, but it also improves your mobility. It releases tension and it reduces the risk of injury from other types of exercises. So you can do stretching, yoga, Pilates, just they're very simple things, but stretching is great. And the final one that you need to do are balance exercises. And especially as we age, Balance becomes critical because a fall can be deadly. So practice and improving balance is particularly important for elderly people because it's strengthening the core. Almost any activity which keeps you on your feet and moving will help you maintain your balance. But a few very simple ones that you could do are that heel-to-toe walk. You know, you go heel-toe, heel-toe. You can stand on one foot. And even if you were young, when you were young, you could do it so easily. Try doing it now. What I do every night is as I'm brushing my teeth, I stand on one foot and I brush my teeth. And I just practice balance that way. And Tai Chi is another really, really good one. That's why if you ever go to a city in, the, in a park, like San Francisco's big on this, you'll see a lot of people in the park in the morning and evening doing Tai Chi. So those four different types of exercise, aerobic strength, flexibility, and balance, they are really helpful. And most people tend to focus on one type of exercise thinking they're doing it, doing enough, but it's not. It's important to note that each type is different and mix Mixing up those exercises is going to reduce your boredom and allow you to enjoy the benefits associated with an active lifestyle, and it'll help you um, be fit and be more healthy. So the next thing that um, really attributes to living longer is don't retire. Every place you look, you're going to see advice about saving for retirement, preparing for retirement, enjoying retirement where to move in retirement. <laughs> but what was reported in the Harvard Business, Harvard Business Review is they found um, a lot of data about health and retirement. Now, this study began in 1992, and it included participants who retired in 2010. And what the researchers found is that although most of the participants retired at age 65, those who retired at age 66 or later had 11% lower mortality rate. So working longer may contribute to longevity. And there's a lot more work to be done studying that whole idea of retiring. But most of the studies show that feeling like you're contributing to society Keeping active in your community all contribute to a longer life. So if working makes you feel good, if you really love what you do, don't retire. Just consider your specific situation. Maybe you could work part-time or work from home or, or you know, you might be able to leave your primary job and work as a consultant. Or if you're working in a job that, you know, you're kind of done with but you have a hobby that you love and you can do that. 
do that. In other words, don't sit in a rocking chair and um, just decide that that's going to be the end of your, your of your life. The next thing is to grow your own food. A common trait of all blue zone inhabitants is that they're heavily plant-based diets dependent on food that they grew themselves. And in addition to the beneficial daily physical activity required to plant, to weed, to maintain a garden, growing their own food lets people enjoy a less processed diet. You know what's in your soil, so you know what's in your food, and that includes raw or lightly stir-fried. And so when you include more fruits and vegetables in your diet, it improves your health and it'll help you live longer. So ensure that the greens you eat are fresh and free of chemicals. And instead of buying them from a grocery store where you don't know where they've been, you don't know how many pesticides or chemicals are on them, just enjoy foods that you grow. So if you begin to grow your own vegetables and herbs in a small garden or on your balcony, you are going to start reaping the benefits. And if you're unfamiliar with gardening, if you you think you have a brown thumb, just plant a few seeds like basil or something or, you know, buy a basil plant and put it on your windowsill. And then just kind of grow from there. I mean, if I didn't have my fresh tomatoes and herbs every day, I would just let go. I would go cuckoo. The last thing, well, no, it's not the last thing. Uh, Another thing is to enjoy a spiritual practice and reading, something daily. If you feel better after you do a meditation or a prayer, whatever you call it, it won't surprise you to find out that the majority of the people who live to age 100 and longer have a strong faith in something besides themselves. So in addition to the quiet individual spiritual practice, they often enjoy um, and participate in in their own community. A lot of people like to attend a regular church service or some kind of service. So if pursuing a daily spiritual practice doesn't interest you, you know, just start to read something that is... um, that will enhance your spirit, that will boost you up. And I can suggest you could read um, Be the Star You Are, any of the three books in the series, Be the Star, Star You Are, for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning to Make a Difference, or even our one for teens, or our millennials to boomers. They're filled with uh, stories and anecdotes that just build your self-esteem and help you feel good about yourself. So according to a study by Yale University researchers, people who read reduced the mortality rate by an astounding 20% more than non-readers during the 12 years that people followed the study. So reading is good for your longevity. Another one is to maintain strong ties to family, friends, and community. So both studies and interviews show healthy, loving relationships and a strong social network has emerged as another key to a long, healthy life. And that Harvard Longitudinal Study They found that relationships and how happy we are in a relationship has a really powerful influence on our health. Over the 80-year course of the study, researchers concluded that close relationships were an important part of happiness, which has been found to help protect against delay in mental and physical decline that, of course, leads to death. So as it turns out, Uh, Having a strong social network, including your um, your online network, but not we're not just talking about social, you know, social media. We also are talking about face to face networking. That's kind of important. Um, 
So that will help you maintain and improve your social relationships. So make a point of staying connected to your friends and family members near and far. And the far can be connected through Facebook and other things. But think of maintaining relationships as a form of self of self-care. And just know that this is going to add years to your life. So make some lifestyle changes. Introduce some new habits. And it can be easier if you introduce them gradually. And, you know, tackle one or two habits at a time. Enjoy smaller portions at meals. Invite friends, neighbors, family members over for a potluck meal and a glass of wine. Check out some new books. And, you know, look for regular opportunities to participate in gentle activities. Believe in something greater than yourself. And hopefully you are going to go forth and live longer. So that is our segment today on um, on living longer, hopefully living past 100, and doing it in health and in style. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I will be back in a bit with a business bite. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Everyone likes to save money, and it is important to reduce our monthly household bills. If you own a home, it is considered one of the most reliable ways to build personal wealth. However, all those monthly expenses really add up. And if you can reduce your monthly expenses, you're going to have more money to put into savings or investments. So here are a few ways that you can do that. So check your utility costs. Fix leaky faucets, install LED bulbs and a low-flow shower head. If you live in a sunny area, consider solar. Shop around for lower rates on the phone, on the internet, on cable. You know, check for discounts. Some energy companies offer rebates or discounts for installing energy-efficient appliances, windows, insulation, or doors. Reevaluate your insurance for both your home and your auto. Some companies will offer discounts for long-term clients, and if yours doesn't, you can shop around. You can bundle your car and your home insurance and then ask for a discount. Also, ask for discounts for alarms and other security measures, and reduce your mortgage payment. For most homeowners, the mortgage payment is the biggest expense. You can make additional payments on top of your monthly payment to reduce the interest you're paying or consider refinancing if the rates are attractive. By just saving $50 a month, you'll have you know an additional $600 a year. So you can take an inventory of your monthly expenses and find ways to fatten your wallet. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. 
help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. We are back, and now we're going to talk about scams and hackers because... I don't know about you, but it just seems to be increasing on a daily, daily basis. Today I was trying to post something to um, LinkedIn, and um, I, somehow I just typed one letter wrong, and of course it immediately took me to a, uh, I'm sure it was a scam site that said my Adobe was out of, um, was out of, whatever you call it, you know, had expired and I needed to download this new program and I got out of there quite a, you know, really fast. But that's one of the big scams out there. So, of course, you're never going to give a stranger your credit card number or your checking account number, but unless you receive a call from someone telling you that your electricity bill is going to be shut off and if you don't pay your bill immediately, right, or you receive a letter from an attorney saying that you may have inherited some money and for a modest fee, he or she is going to help you get what's rightfully yours or your computer screen suddenly goes crazy with all sorts of messages saying that your computer has been hacked, but all you got to do is call this number and we can fix it. Yes, those are all scams. <laughs> now, you probably are feeling kind of confused and fearful. I hate it. I hate it. You know, you, you want to always do the right thing and you're never quite sure who is uh, scamming you or not. So you might uh, want to comply with that nice person offering to fix everything. But as soon as you do, whammo, goodbye privacy, hello financial thievery, and worse, probably identity theft. And you think you're pro- you're, you were too smart to be fooled? Think again. An acquaintance of mine just recently clicked on a link while uh, she was researching a topic and her computer screen just went wild. She thought she had been overtaken by hackers. So there was a phone number that popped up that said that it was coming from her, um, her uh, what do you call it, her, her domain provider or whatever. And it said to call it right away because it, that her, she has been attacked. And without thinking... She called that number, and um, they told her that they'd be able to fix the problem. Well, as soon as she called that number, she was right. Her screen had been overtaken by hackers, and now um, 
she did a very silly thing and she gave them her checking account number so that they could take care of it. Now, it sounds really crazy, yet millions of people are falling for this literally every day, this scam and other scams. And it's not, um, it's, it's not the... What the on techie people who are falling victims, according to the Federal Trade Commission, young people are reporting losing money to fraud more often than older people. And it's what the data have been telling us for a while that it's really hard for people to grasp. Last year, of the people who reported fraud and their age, 43% of people were in their 20s and they reported a loss to fraud. 15% of the people were in their 70s. So it, younger people are actually more likely to report a scam than oldsters, that's true. And that doesn't really matter. The idea is, is that we all need to realize that people of all ages and abilities are being targeted and we can all fall victim to phone, email, and mail fraud. And the list of scams is endless. And the way they're doing it is so unbelievable Yet, incredibly ridiculous at the same time, you know, it sounds right, but mind you, the fraudsters are getting better and better all the time, especially in email and phones. Scam emails replicate companies' logos. They come from email addresses that look exactly like the real deal, unless you look really closely at the actual email address, and you'll probably see that it's not coming from the company domain. It might be one letter off. So how do you protect yourself? Well, one thing, uh, I'll, if you call our offices, if you call, I, we don't pick up anymore unless the number comes up as a, a company or a person that we recognize. I personally, on my phones now, are, am getting somewhere close to 12 to 15 calls a day that are coming from other countries, um, or some of them are in languages I don't know. Some of them leave messages in languages I don't know. But they're obviously scam calls. Lots of them will have the same area code where we are, So, it, and some of them will even um, come up as the same city where we're located. But we still don't answer, and it's interesting. They're definitely spam or scam calls. So you have to be so careful. So first of all, if somebody calls you out of the blue to tell you that there's a problem with your home security system, your cable, your utilities, your taxes, your bank account, pretty much anything, do not give him or her any information. Hang up and call the company directly and ask if there is any issue with your account. Do not ask the caller for his phone number because it's going to be fraudulent. And call the posted number for whatever company is being represented from your uh, your bills, your invoices, your database. Don't call the number that they tell you. Uh, my husband just recently had a call from Pacific Gas and Electric or supposedly Pacific Gas and Electric telling him that they were going to turn off his service uh, within a few hours because he hadn't paid a bill. Well, he knew he had paid the bill. And they um, and the, they sounded very persistent. And they said, well, just give us a credit card now. We'll take care of it. And he contacted me to say, wasn't this bill paid? And 
I said, hang up. Do not talk to these people. It's a scam. Anyway, you know, it was a scam. It's a big scam right now. So another one is the IRS. Just remember, the IRS never contacts you by phone or by email. The IRS uses only the postal service. So don't provide any information during any call and don't respond to email. Instead, if you have to talk to the IRS, call them directly. Don't respond to a letter or email from any bank asking you to verify or account or, or update information, call your bank directly. If you receive an email from a friend or acquaintance that uses generic text like, I thought you'd be interested with this link or attachment, don't click on it. Most likely, their computer has been infected with a virus and now they have hacked that friend. If you get a phone call or email soliciting for a charitable donation, don't give out any financial information. If it's an email, Unless you know this charity, you know, you don't want to click on things. If the pitch seems interesting, do your own research. Go to the charity's uh, um, website on your own. Don't just do it. And if, um, if you click on a link while surfing the web and your screen suddenly goes haywire, turn off your computer immediately and that might prevent the virus or other hacking tools from being placed in your computer. You want to cut off their access to your computer as soon as possible. And the consumer information page on the FTC site is a great resource on how to recognize and report tech support scams. And after that, you're going to need to change all your passwords because um, if they did get through, you know, they have them. Now, for more information on the types of scams and how to protect yourself, go to USA.gov. You'll notice that the advice is the same in almost every case. In other words, shut up, don't share, (laughs) take control by contacting the real provider Uh, Hang up, uh, don't talk to people, and don't give anyone any personal information if you don't know who they are and, um, and you don't know if they're legitimate. And if you think you have been scammed, you probably need to freeze your accounts and you need to contact Experian, Xwifax, and TransUnion. And it's really sad that we have to be on such a high alert all the time. And it would be so great if we didn't have all these bad apples in the world. But the sad truth is, is they're making billions of dollars off of this. So, um, you know, we can trust, but verify. And that's actually a quote by Ronald Reagan that might even be uh, quoting a Russian proverb. So thank you for being a great listener and allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can find more information about Be The Star You Are at bethestarur.org. More information about Star Style Productions at cynthiabryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. And read a book this week, and we hope that you'll pick up one of our books of Be the Star You Are. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Be safe and have a terrific week. Until Wednesday, 4 p.m. next week, be good. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are.
been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.